Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to our May Adventures with Amina call and theme. I think we're going to have at least one more call this month, possibly two more calls. We'll just see kind of what the activity is like in Facebook, and I'm going to base it on that. So I was all prepared today to talk about um, changing your story, and I think I mentioned in the Adventures with Amina group that my idea was to start this month around stories and changing our stories and then use June and July to uh, look at limiting beliefs and fear that comes up and different ways to clear that. In March, we used EFT to do clearing, so that's, you know, one of the tools that we already know about. Um, We've had Tamara Green on in the past and some return to sender energy work. So we could build on the things that we've already done. The one command um, is a great thing, great tool to use here in the next few calls. So this is kind of the first step in a multi-step process. And when I do coaching work or even when you're just manifesting something, the first step is always getting clear about what it is that you want. And once you have the clarity about what it is that you want and you start taking steps towards that, fears, considerations, roadblocks, life, things start to come up. And then we just start clearing the obstacles that come up, but we keep our sight on that which we want. So this call in the month of May is really focused on getting very clear about what we want. Now, um, you all who have been following a lot of the stuff I write in my blog and some of the things we've talked about before know that I'm very spiritual in my approach and uh, my background is in A Course in Miracles. And so I kind of bring that, sprinkle that into my manifesting practice as we do this. So one of the things that I've written um, a blog post on, one of my favorite blog posts, it's hard for me to choose my favorite, but one that sometimes I go back to, I should say, for inspiration, is the blog post I wrote about remembering who you are. So when you're in a situation and you are fearful or unsure or having all these considerations come up, to reconnect with your higher self, the truth of who you are, God, source energy, the universe, all good in the world, whatever word you want to use for it. But getting back and reconnecting, getting plugged in to something bigger than you. And it could just be the bigger version of you, your higher self. So the part of you that is connected to everything and knows everything and knows that everything's going to be fine and has it all under control. And sometimes if you get really quiet, you can be either meditating or just, you know, out for a walk or You just have this moment where you have this feeling of calm come over you and you just know things are going to be okay. That's the energy that I'm talking about. So in the course of this last week, as I was prepping for this call and some of the books that um, I re-looked at a few of the books that I've read some recently and a few, uh, it's been a little while since I read them, so I was kind of, you know, reviewing them and taking notes and prepping for this call over here. And an interesting thing happened this week. I had a very a series of interesting conversations that added an even more exciting, cooler, easier dynamic to coming up with our new stories. So I'm really excited to share that with you all here today. So when we talk about our stories and talk about clarity of what we want, sometimes the place that you have to start is all the things that you don't want. So sometimes it's taking an inventory of your life or one area of your life it might be financial, it might be health, it might be work, etc. And writing about it the way that you are currently seeing it or currently experiencing it. Because sometimes to get clear on what you want, it's almost like in our heads it gets so jumbled. Like people ask me all the time, it's like, okay, well, what, what do you want? And it's like, well, I, I have to kind of spew all this random stuff out, which sounds a lot like all the things I don't want and all the things that aren't working. And it's like once I get all of that outside of me, I can now start to see the things that I do want. 
So one of the practices that you can use this month as we're starting to do this is you can, um, you know, let's use financial because that's, that's one that I know comes up for a lot of people. So if you're looking at your financial situation, you can um, really sit down and say, you know, I make $1,000 every single month. My expenses are $2,000 every single month. And what I really want my story to be is to be making $3,000 every month so that I can pay off my expenses and have extra money left over. So, you know, right now, it's like you you got to kind of start with, I'm here. Here's the issue with that. You know, I'm only bringing in 1000 but I'm putting out 2000 so I'm constantly running up credit card bills, and then I'm using one credit card to pay off the other credit card, and I'm I've got, you know, a second mortgage out, and I've got this, and I've got you know, all that stuff. And it's like you just got to kind of get that out. And then it's like, okay, what I really want is to be bringing in $3,000 every month because that's going to cover my expenses and have some left over. And it sounds really easy to get from I'm bringing in $1,000, I want to bring in $3,000. But what I find a lot of times is when people try to just go into, like, especially if, if it's an area of your life that's not working great, an area of your life that's very stressful, when people do that, they go, okay, fine, I just want to bring in $50,000 every month. And your mind may or may not actually believe that that's possible, and then you end up just shutting down altogether. So sometimes this approach of writing out exactly where you are, what, what, you, what you are perceiving as your current reality, and then going back and reading it over and going, reading sentences like I'm so stressed out all the time, I'm, I'm constantly checking my accounts, I'm worried that I'm not going to have enough money, you know, I, every time I want to buy a cup of coffee, I, I double, triple, quadruple think it. You know, all of these things are like, oh, these are the parts of my story that I want to shift. And so then your story becomes things like, I easily and effortlessly bring in $3,000 every month you know, when I walk into the coffee shop, I buy what, whichever kind of coffee I want, whatever size coffee I want, you know, whatever uh, fancy schmancy coffee I want. Um, I order off the menu and I don't look at prices before picking what I want to eat that day, whatever the case may be. But it's like if you write your old story, you can actually look down at all the stressful parts and say, those are all the parts that I'm actually trying to change. So that's sometimes a helpful way to go into this. The second thing that I want to say about this, about coming up with your new story, is to tie it to who you really are and what you're really here to do. So a lot of times, whatever the issue we're having, um, I'm going to keep using financial just for this call. So whatever issue that we seem to be having, let's say it's quote-unquote not enough money, the issue is not enough money, we start to develop a whole story about it. And we can go back in our lives, and, and this happens oftentimes in coaching. I see this people say, you know, I'll suggest something or I'll say, what, what if we do this? And they'll say, oh, you don't understand. This is how it's always been for me. And they'll go back and they'll tell me a story from when they were a kid or when they were in high school or their first job or whatever the case was, and that this is just how it's always been. Well, when we have a belief system that's taken root like that, our brain is constantly finding evidence to keep that belief system to be true. So when you get into a situation where you're trying to come up with your new story and you're trying to come up with a new ideas of this, and you literally just, like, you, you almost can't. Like, you could, and what this looks like sometimes for me personally is I'll take out a piece, I'll say, okay, you know, I'm going to put a whole vision board together, I'm going to write my new story and all this other stuff. And one of two things will happen. I just won't do it. Like, I'll actually say this afternoon I'm going to sit down and do it. Oh, I know I'm going to use that brown journal that I really like and this pen. And it's like I'll spend a ton of time thinking about which journal I'm going to write it in, what pen I'm going to use, et cetera, have everything out, and then just not do it. That's one, one way I do it. The second way when I was like, okay, I'm about to have a call about this. I really do have to sit down and do this. I wrote this story, you all. It's fantastic, by the way. I, I'll, I'll post it in Facebook so you all can see it. It is. It's a fantastic story. It's wonderful. It's great. It is about as general as you can possibly get. It's like my work serves people. I do things I love. I mean, it's good. It's all good stuff. It's a good story. I think pretty much anyone would read it and say, yeah, no, I, I like that. You know, I want aspects of that too. 
but nowhere in there have I like actually gotten to the heart of what I really want to be doing, the, clear, the level of clarity that I really want to create in my story is not in anything that I wrote. So it's like almost like I'm not really sure exactly if I can actually have exactly what I want, so I'll just kind of keep it up here at this really high level, and then I can actually even feel good about it while I'm writing the story. It's like, oh, well, I'm doing that now. Well, this isn't so much different than what I've got. And I'm really just minimizing the new story that I want to create. So those are the two things I do. You may, as I'm sharing this, may think of other things that you all do as you come down to create this new story. So the way to get around that, because you've got some belief systems that are coming up in the way of, of what it is that you want, the way to do that is to read other people's stories. So I'm going to ask you all um, this month, especially in the Adventures with Almond Group, to share, share a paragraph, share more than a paragraph about the different stories. Some of us are rocking and rolling in the money arena of our lives. Put that story out there so other people who maybe have a little bit more trouble in the money area of their life can read somebody else's story and go, oh, that's what a money story would look like. And you can even copy and paste somebody else's story, but sometimes that's, at least for me, sometimes that's the best way I can get started is I can say, okay, you know what, if I had that, that'd be a lot better than where I am right now. And that's a starting point. And it, at least it gets you moving in the direction. And then as you get a little closer, you go, oh, no, I, I actually want, I want a little bit more of this and a little bit less of this. And you can start kind of editing. But to start off with, feel free to use somebody else's great story. Maybe it's something you've read in a book. Maybe it's um, something a friend has once told you. Maybe it's something you've heard in, in a call or read in BPS, which is being present to serve another group that I've got um, around money specifically. So, you know, start to look at other people's stories. When it's the area of your life that's a little bit more challenging for you personally, cut yourself a little bit of slack if it's not super easy to come up with the perfect, most wonderful, believable story. You're working with a lot of past experiences and a lot of data points that are keeping it hard for you to do. Now, at the same time that you're borrowing somebody else's story, I just recorded a meditation, and Nick, who's on the call, which I'm so excited about, uh, played some bowls in the background music of it, and it's absolutely beautiful. So for everybody who's in the subscription group, you'll be getting that. And for everybody else, I'm going to put it up on the website on my website, and if you want to purchase it, you can go there and download this meditation. But basically, this is a meditation, and I know there's other ones out there that do similar things, where I literally take you all the way back through your life and have you take a belief and rewrite a completely different story about it. So let's talk about this. So if money is the issue that we're talking about, and you grew up in a family where every time you asked for something, you were told... What do you think? Money grows on trees? We don't have money for that. Maybe you should get a job. And when you get a job, you can afford it and you can buy it for yourself and all kinds of different money thoughts and money beliefs. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if some of those beliefs seeped in really deep. And now, years later, even though your life experience and all the facts around you lead to you being able to have more than enough money, those belief systems and all the evidence that you gathered about these belief systems through your childhood, through your teenage years, through your 20s, through your 30s, through your 40s, up to your current job, the one time you tried to negotiate a higher salary and the person just knocked you down, didn't even give you the time of day, all of these stories help to reinforce that one belief system. So in this meditation, I have you choose a belief and go back and I literally walk you through elementary school, middle school, high school, after you graduated, early adult years, all the way up to where you are now, and you recreate a brand new story. You come up with brand new things that happen to you, and you just make it up. The power of your imagination is unbelievable. And for anybody who knows about being a master manifester, you know that you got to fake it till you make it. You got to come up with this is act as if is the Jack Canfield principle that I love using. Pretend it's true and fake it until it actually starts to feel true. And it doesn't at first. It feels kind of weird and it's like, ugh, this is weird. This is not what I'm used to. You're going against a really strong belief system. So 
of course it's going to feel kind of weird. Everything inside of you is trained to believe the crappy story that you can't stand is true. But it's not making you feel better, and it's not getting you the results you want in life. So it can't hurt to come up in your imagination with a brand-new story and see if you get any better results than that. And I guarantee you the stories you tell yourself and create the belief systems you have, and the belief systems is what takes your subconscious mind and gets it working for your benefit. And that's what we want. We want our subconscious mind to be working for our benefit. So that's the second thing that you can do, is just go back and retell your entire story. I know I've shared this with um, this story with some of you in the past, where I went to a retreat, a spiritual retreat, and we did a ton of meditations. Like, I think I was just like loopy the entire time because we were like we'd meditate and we'd come out of it and we'd go like walk around and eat some chocolate to like come back down and get grounded and then we'd do another meditation. And at the end of one of these meditations, I came to the conclusion that I had had this conclusion that in relationships, people always left me. This was just this conclusion I had. Like I was always the one who either didn't get picked or got dumped. And I just, I had evidence of all of this. And I'd say, these, I'd say statements like that to my sisters or my friends, and they'd look at me like I was crazy, and they'd even argue with me. But they'd come in and that's not true. And I'm like, yes, it is. And I'd be like, I get really mad if somebody tried to tell me it wasn't true because I was like, they don't even know. They don't even know how bad it is. And they don't, like, you know, I must not have told them the whole story or whatever. And I just created this whole thing in my head. And I remember that um, one of my really good friends, who's a child psychiatrist, she was like, ominous. She's like, I want you to sit down and I want you to write a list of every single guy you ever went on even a date with, like even just grabbed a cup of coffee with. And she's like, write every single one of those down. And she's like, and then circle the guys who you liked. So, you know, make this whole list and then circle the guys you liked. Okay, first of all, my story was no one ever asks me out and I, I like never go on dates. Y'all, I had people on there. I had stuff like the guy I met at so-and-so's birthday party who wore the blue shirt because I couldn't even remember his name at this point. I had three pages of names of different people that I had at the very least gone on a single date with. First of all, that shocked the crap out of me. I had no idea. I was going to tell you it was less than one hand. And I was like, actually, there's a lot of different guys who had asked me out. So I started to see, like, that part of the story wasn't true. That didn't get me to budge on my belief system. Don't worry. Even though I had actually now had evidence that the things I was saying was not true, I still continued to say the same things and continued to believe those things. It wasn't until I did this meditation and I came out of it and I realized, oh, my gosh, people don't leave me. I'm the one who leaves everybody. And I realized that I would get in these relationships and then I would decide they're not quite what I wanted and they weren't quite working. And then I just completely disengage. And eventually the poor person I was dating would say, oh, so I guess since you're not calling me back or emailing me anymore, I guess maybe we should break up. And I'd be like, aha, see, everybody leaves me. I had no clue I was doing this. I mean, it's hilarious now looking back in the moment that I came to this conclusion I had no idea what a huge story I had. And the story was literally blinding me to the truth that was all around me. And that one realization flipped my world upside down. Because that, in conjunction with my friend who had made me make the list, everything in my belief system crumbled. Here's the thing. Belief systems are really, really powerful. And they're really hard to shift. But once you get a crack, a really good-sized crack in the belief system, it crumbles fast. So as we're doing this work with the stories, come up with, if you're doing the writing out your quote-unquote current reality, the reality as you're seeing it today, if you're writing that out and you start to come up with the lines that aren't working for you and you start to shift those parts of the lines, as you start to do that, think of the evidence of when you could go into a coffee shop and order whatever you want. I mean, is it really true that you have to watch what you order at the, at the coffee shop? 
Or is that your belief system playing that out for you? Because a lot of these belief systems create this, well, I really can't do that, or I, I really need to be cautious with money. Is that true? Do you really need to be cautious with money? Or have you convinced yourself with your belief system that you need to be cautious with money and freak yourself out and then go spend a whole bunch of money and then don't have enough money and then recreate the belief system that you have to be cautious with money? So just shining a little bit of light, and you don't have to break them all down. Like I said, they crumble fast. Once you have a crack in there, they start to crumble fast. And one of the greatest ways to put a crack in your story is Byron Katie's The Work. And you can just, if you Google Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet, also put it in the Facebook group. All of these things will start putting cracks in the story. So those are um, two different things that I want you to consider. And, and coming back to the second, what I started out with the second one, is remembering who you are and remembering why you're here. So you, if you're here to create something, if you're here to be of service to somebody, you're going to have all of the tools you need in order to be of service to somebody. They not, might not be all the tools you think you need. They might not be all the tools you want. They might not be the exact size tool you wanted and you thought you needed this new model, but you got the old model. It may not look the way you wanted it to look, but if you're here and you, if you believe that you're here with a purpose and your purpose is service, then it would make no sense for the universe, God, your higher self, again, whatever you want to call it, to not equip you with the tools to be able to do that. So chances are, whatever it is that you're trying to create, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you do actually have the tools to do that right now. What you don't have are the eyes to see how to use the tools that are at your disposal to get there. So that's what we're going to start playing with this, you know, this month will be our kind of first step into it, but then we're going to keep kind of dismantling those stories till we get there. So let me pause because I've talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to actually go into doing some stories right now. But before I do that, questions, thoughts, comments, ideas, things anybody wants to share? This is Renee. I just want to clarify something. So the first thing we're going to do is write down where we are. And what those, and you know, looking at that information and seeing what stories we're telling ourselves—that's the second step. Right. And then so, the third step is to rewrite those stories. Right. So the first step is to. Um, well, so our goal, Renee, is to create the new story of what you want. And right. there's there's a number of different ways to get there that I kind of covered. One of the one of the ways that I found that was easiest for me is to start writing all the things that I wasn't so sure about. Because I tried, I tried to just get into writing my new story. That's where I went for it. That was my first attempt. And that didn't work for me. Now, maybe some of you have, like, or you're like, nope, I, I've been working on this for months. I know exactly what my new story is. I know exactly how I want it to go. So if, if that's where you are, great. Um, I still think that this process, because it was so helpful for me, I still think it's useful to kind of write down, here's what I'm experiencing, here's what I think is the problem right now. Because when you write it down on a piece of paper, right away you're like, I want that to change and I want that to change and I want that. And it's a little bit easier to come up with a new sentences. So you don't have to do it that way. It's just what I found to work for me. Right. Yeah, I'm a process person, so I'm gonna, that works for me too. So I was just clarifying that that would be the first step for me is like, hey, let's just say where I'm at with whatever it is. Right. And then and then look at that. And then for me, it's like, okay, what stories am I telling myself about that situation, whatever it is? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then rewriting that story or what I want it to be like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And the other good thing, Renee, as you brought that up too, that um, I found was really helpful for me is to choose one area of your life or one per- – it might even be a particular uh, situation. It may be like one, you know, again, if it's a money thing, it might just be specifically something about managing the debt that you're currently in. So it might not even be your overall huge financial story because even that, you know, you may need to create five different stories under this umbrella called money. 
So it may be one aspect of it that you work on, and then you can work on the second aspect of it, and you can work on the third. And again, for the stories that are the areas of your life that are a little bit more challenging, I'm going to ask that for people, you know, each each week I'm going to ask for us to post portions or all, however much you all want to share of your story in the Facebook group. So areas that are a little bit more challenging, read other people's stories and copy and paste. Take it. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll be thrilled to share their story with you if it if it supports you and is helpful to you. Um, and then areas where you're kind of like, yeah, I'm rocking this area of my life. Please share your story so somebody else can copy and paste and rock that area of their life as well. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Renee. Hey, I'm gonna. Uh, it's Amanda. Hello, Miss Amanda. And my cat in the background. If you hear. Uh, <laughs> Um, he wanted to say hi to everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, hi, everybody. Um, that's his voice. Um, I'm so weird today. Sorry, guys. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say this is kind of funny because um, as we're having this talk, I just see, like, um, a correlation between this exercise and something that's going on in, like, my muggle world where, um, you know, my company's going through this major reorganization and my department has a new role and my boss for like the, the big meeting we're having next week, he asked everybody on my team to come up with um, five scenarios and how we would like to see those scenarios ideally be addressed across teams. So wow. I just think it's funny that like I was thinking about that in muggle terms and now I see it kind of also as like, oh, I have this opportunity to write the story that I want to have going on in my job and then off and, you know, and kind of um, manifest that in its way. So that's super cool. And I'm super, I was like really dreading that. I was like, I don't want to do this, but now I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. And you totally, Ella, I mean, it's, it's so, writing a new story is the exact same thing as manifesting. Because manifesting, you're just like, you, you're like, okay, I want to be front row at this concert. And then you're like, oh, and then the, like, lead guitarist is going to come over and, like, shake my hand. I mean, that's literally writing a new story because you're just, like, creating all the details around the thing that you want. So um, that's kind of cool that they're doing that. So, Amanda, I just put in chat. It's, it's so funny that you spoke up today and, and said that even though you're on the call because I was totally thinking of you last night because I referenced Anne of Green Gables. And talk about somebody who is able to use their imagination to create a wonderful story out of absolutely anything. So if you all are so inclined, it's definitely worth watching the first movie or reading the first book of Fan of Green Gables to get a little idea about how descriptive and amazing you can make your imagination in the story, storytelling world. Don't watch the new one on Netflix because it doesn't, it's not, it's not the same. Yeah, the Megan Fellows, Megan Fellows version. I don't yeah, know how many years old awesome. that is. The whole series yeah. is fantastic. It's amazing. This will be part of your homework in Adventures with Amina. Watch a fun movie about imagination. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Amanda. Other questions, comments, thoughts? And you can put it in chat, too, and I'm happy to read them out for those of you who aren't on, on the phone. All right. Let's move into how to start telling a new story. And this week I really want to talk specifically around uh, financial and money stories. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips around money storytelling, and then I'm going to share a portion of my money storytelling, and then I'll also put this on Facebook if anybody wants to copy and paste it and any of, any of that good stuff. Uh, so the first thing is don't equate your money story with your work story. That's the number one thing I see people do that kind of trips them up from even telling the story. Because if they say, going back to our earlier example, you know, I'm currently making 1000 and now I want to make 3000 they immediately go to well, I currently work, you know, 30 hours and I'm making 1,000. So in order to make 3,000, I'd have to work 90 hours. So they're tying the way that the money comes in to what they're doing at this current moment in time. And then that sounds overwhelming. Like, 
yeah, I want 3000 but I don't really want to work 90 hours a week. So now the story is just like depressing the crap out of me, and I don't even like my new story. So don't put those two in the same bucket. Now, for me, I, I realized as I was writing my money story, some aspects of work life came into it. Um, so I was thinking about that because I was like, well, my number one tip is to not say how the money is coming in. But the aspects that came in from my work life that you'll hear in just a moment, it was a lot more about how I was serving, not so much about how many hours I was working and what I was charging for things. It wasn't specific on that level. It was more like everything I do brings me joy and, and all that joy equates to even more money in my bank account. And so it wasn't like I do work I love and I get paid well for it, though I mean, that part of your story is not, if you said that, that's not terrible. So just, I, you know, this kind of, there's a balance to it, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Don't equate it one-on-one with work, but if some work parts come in with the money part, there's nothing wrong with that because there is a joy to be of service. And there's also a joy for receiving compensation from being of service, which is a big issue for a lot of us like we actually we love helping other people we love doing nice things for other people and then when we bring the issue of money into it and compensation into it it's like okay that's just making this whole thing a little bit icky so notice that work may come into it but don't do a direct tie to okay if I needed to do this then I'd have to work this many more hours so that's the first thing I want to say about your money story the second thing I wanted to talk about in your money story is the concept of remembering who you are. So when you remember who you are and you remember that you're here to do something, and the thing that you're here to do is not the slogging nine-to-five job you hate. That is not what you, that's not your purpose here in life. That's not the thing you're here to do. That may be something that you do that helps pay some bills and, you know, you're somewhat good at it, you have a natural skill set at it, etc. But that's not the same as what your purpose is. So I would actually say our purpose here is just to give and receive love. That that is what I would say every single one of our purposes. But how we give and receive love is a little bit different. So I like to do these 30-day programs and I like to do these calls and um, I love talking, talk, 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 all these things. I like writing that's how I like to love and to give and receive love. These are the things that I enjoy doing, and that's how I'm doing it. Some of you have skills that are medical-based, and you like helping people who aren't doing their best right now. Some of you like to work in art, the arts. Some of you are amazing painters and uh, musicians and et cetera, and that's how you can, can receive love. So even though we are all over here with a common life purpose to increase our ability to give love and to also receive love, we all have kind of different ways, a different take on how we do it. So tying that in and remembering who you are and knowing that the universe wants you to be successful. The universe does not create all of one type of people to do one type of work to have one outcome. We're supposed to all be different. We're all supposed to have different skills and ability. The thing, you know, one of the things that I really don't like doing is very detail-oriented work. So accounting, spreadsheets, all of that, that, that's not my cup of tea. The universe was like, oh, that's okay, no problem. I created other people, and they love that kind of work, and they're going to sit there for hours until they find that last penny and make sure everything's balanced, and that's going to make them so happy. So we're not all supposed to do the exact same type of work. So you don't have to suffer in the thing that you're doing in order to make stuff work. There's somebody else who loves doing the things that you don't love doing. So having some of that trust that comes up and including that in your story. So, you know, part of my story is I always partner with people who love doing the things that are not my highest joy because I love partnering. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love doing programs with other people. I love supporting other people, and I love being supported by other people. So you can put things like that as part of your story as well, is that you don't have to be the only one who's bringing the money in. You don't have to be the only one who's doing the work. You don't have to do every aspect of the work. You can also partner with other people who enjoy doing that kind of stuff as well in your money story. Um, The other thing I have in my money story is everything I do serves. 
and everything I do makes money. This means that when I go for a walk, it's of service and it makes money. And so it's part of my belief system. Everything I do serves. Everything I do makes money. So those are some good ones to include in your money story too. The other thing I did in my money story is I started to look at how much money that I wanted to be bringing in each month, how much I was putting in savings, and what my investment accounts look like. So I have in my money story, I am excitedly looking at half a million dollars in my retirement account that has a steady growth. So I don't know what a good growth rate is. I could probably go out there and look it up, but that doesn't sound like fun. So I just said, I want half a million in a retirement account for the steady growth. And that part of the story made me feel better. So when you write this story, if you write down, I want half a million in a retirement account, if you write that down as part of your story, and then you start to feel bad when you read it, it's not the right sentence for you. So if I was to write down, I want half a million in my retirement account, and I want it to grow by 15.9% every year with compounded interest and all that, and if I'm getting bored and annoyed by my own story, that's not what we want. So as you're writing your story, see if you're kind of like, oh, this is so cool. That's going to be exciting. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for that to happen. Or if you're sitting there and kind of getting bogged down in it, how you feel about your story is absolutely everything. If you feel a little uncomfortable and a little unsure, that's great because it just means you're outside of your comfort zone. But if you feel like you kind of are over it or want to quit writing it, somewhere you've taken a wrong turn and your story is not inspiring you to go further and to do more. So those are a couple of different components about the, um, of the story with money. Okay, the other part that I found interesting that I wrote in my money story was what I wanted to be doing with the money. So I wrote a lot about... Um, I wrote a lot about my passion to make sure that every child has enough food and clean water to drink. And I wrote, as part of my money story, I wrote, I'm so excited because I can easily write a check for whatever charity or organization I feel is supporting children around the world. And it just made me feel so good. And it wasn't even like I can write a check for X amount of dollars. It was just this idea of, you know, there's more than, an, I have more than enough that this thing that's important to me, I can spend my time and energy with. For you, it might be, I have more than enough that I can be home when my kids come home from school. It might be that I can work whenever, I, when, whenever I'm inspired to work instead of feel like I have to work every single day, right? So especially as a coach, one of the things that I love is that I get to coach people and I get to feel good about it. You know, I don't feel like, oh, I'm going to work and I've got eight hours of coaching people back to back and I better drink some coffee and prep for it. Like, I, I get to work with my own natural flow and through inspiration. So you all might have different aspects of that, ways that that comes up for you. But that was one that, you know, came up that I had this, the, the money was taken care of so that I could support this organ these organizations. For you, it might be the money's taken care of so I could have time with my family. The money's taken care of so I can have the downtime I need before I can create, right? So, again, not tying it directly to the job necessarily. It might just be the money's taken care of so I can go for a walk every single day. You know, it's whatever your passion is, your desire is, the money's taken care of so I can visit my family who lives in another country once a year. Whatever that kind of stuff is, it was, that was the stuff that really, for me, got me inspired and excited as I started writing my money story. So I'm going to stop there. I shared a couple of aspects of mine, and I would love to hear some of yours or thoughts that you all have. What are some of your favorite portions of your money story that you all come up with? If anybody wants to share, if they've worked on this. And you can share in chat, too. Everyone's like, I'm not sharing my money story. I got to work on it now. I always have enough. Yes. There is more than enough money at all times. I love that. 
I'm going to put a couple of really good ones out on Facebook too for you all to, I'll write mine, but then I also just some that as I've been working with people I've come up with, I'll put some of those out too. All right. So let's talk about what does somebody else want to share before I move on? Okay. Phantom hearing someone come on. Okay, so let's talk about what's next. And I actually, before we talk about what's next, I want to talk a little bit about what kind of what's inspiring this whole um, summer to shift kind of stuff I'm working on. Some of you know that I'm um, working with Barbara, who wrote a book called Repairing with Cracks, Repairing the Cracks with Gold. Um, is a fantastic book that she's going to make available to everybody in our community for pre-order as soon. I think she just got the latest version back from the editor, so she's going to share with me how people can can um, use this book. But the book is about healing from emotional abuse. And so I was reading this book. It got forwarded to me from a good friend of mine. So I was reading it over, and it's a really, she has a very powerful story and then I got to the point, you know, like you get through this whole story and you're like, oh, my gosh, okay, like how, how, did, she, how did this woman, you know, get to the other side of this? Like I'm going to do whatever she did, I'm going to do because if she has gotten to a good place after going through all the stuff she's written about in this book, then I should be like able to fly high going through the same steps. So I was reading the stuff in her book and in her book and her first, her first step was about deciding that you no longer want to be stuck with however things are. And we all know the power of deciding and just making that decision. Because it's like when we are kind of 99% committed to a new story and 1% in the other world, it's exhausting, constantly going back and forth, back and forth. So I invite you right now to say, this is the end of this chapter. And I'm ready to write my new chapter and to really make that decision. I thought that was such a good point that she had in her book. Her second step was to get really clear about the story. And she has an entire process, which um, she's going to do a training class and walk people through about how she identified her story, how she shifted it, similar stuff that I was talking to you all about today. But she first got really clear about what she wanted her story to to be. And I realized that's really important to decide. And then somewhere else kind of, you know, she had a couple other steps in there. And then she started talking about um, working with therapists and working with a coach. And one of the things she said that really struck me where she said, I really liked working with a coach because the coach kept you focused on what it was you wanted to create. Whereas with the therapist, we'd have to keep going back to the things that had happened in the past and how did they happen and why did they happen and what does this mean and how does this explain my behavior and all of that stuff, which even just talking about that, like, obviously does not sound nearly as fun. And she said, but with your coach, every time you start to flip back into the old story, the coach would just be like, nope, 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 you know, we're creating something new now. Like, that's, we're not sliding back there and we're focusing on something new. And that was really the part that inspired me to do this because I thought, there's so many things we do in the Adventures with Dominant Group. We learn all these new modalities. We learn all this stuff. And then I end up reading all these different books. The other book that inspired me was Fearvana by Akshay. I, I just finished reading that in the month of April. And then a book that I absolutely love that I, I mentioned, Enjoy Challenge, Working on Yourself Doesn't Work. And all of those books come to the exact same conclusion, which is basically figure out what it is that you want to create figure out what life you want to have, and then do everything in your power to align to that and not flip back to the way that things are. And I thought, well, that's a lot of what we talk about, a lot of the stuff that we do. But when we do flip back to the way that things are, we're not as good, or I should speak for myself, I'm not as good to say, actually, no, I'm sorry, I forgot. I have a new story now. I'm not going back there. When I flip back, I go, okay, I flip back. Now what do I need to do? What does this mean? I kind of go down that path. And I thought, how, how would my life change if for three months I really just focused on this is my new story and anytime something happened 
that didn't align to this is my new story, I cleared it. I used something like tapping, for example, and just cleared it. Like, nope, not part of my new story. Clearing this out, back on track. And didn't go into, well, why did I feel that way? I wonder why I said that. You know, I wonder what this means. Or was that like an old, and just didn't even do any of that. And really just kept keeping that focus forward, focus forward, focus forward. And I realized I do that in the financial segment of my life. I mean, it's like a lot of you who were around for some of my stories from last year know that I paid the federal government a lot of money in taxes last year, not this past year, but the year before. And I was not super happy about how that went down. And I knew that I needed to shift that story. And I stayed stuck in that for a long, I talked about that for a long time. Even as I'm talking about it now, I'm like, see my shoulders hunching down. And I'm like, oh, I just, that was not fun for me. And at some point I was like, I have to get over this. I have to quit telling this sob story. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do it again next year. The more I keep reinforcing the story, I'm going to have to just keep doing it over and over again. And I will happily let everybody know that I paid under $2,000 in taxes this year. So not total because I make quarterly payments, but I didn't have to write a huge, humongous check this year. So somewhere in there, I finally decided to have some gratitude and to shift my story around it. And that's the point of all of this is to say, okay, I know I have this evidence of stuff in the past. I know I have this evidence. And that's where I thought Fearvana was a really good book. Because Fearvana really goes into, this is how your brain works. So what your brain does is it throws a fear out, and you can actually handle it. So you're, you're trying to go create something new, and your brain comes up with, you know, throws a fear at you. You actually are very capable of handling that first fear. But then what happens is because your brain threw that first fear out of you, it triggers all these past fears, these past self-doubts. And those are the ones that sink you down the rabbit hole. And when I was reading that, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so true. Because in the moment that you're creating your new story and you're moving forward towards it, yeah, things happen, things come up. And it's almost like it's part of the adventure, like you can handle it. But then if you don't handle it perfectly right and it doesn't exactly go your way and everything doesn't mesh together right away, you go, oh, gosh, this is what always happens to me. And that's what sinks you down the rabbit hole, not the initial fear. So I found that was really powerful. And then working on yourself doesn't work. Use basic law of attraction principles. Whatever you resist persists. So the harder you resist it, the bigger it gets. Focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. And I was like, this again, create your new story and just be determined that's all you're going to see. You're only going to see evidence of that. Also, Byron Katie in the work. So that is our focus here. I'm going to, um, Akshay, who wrote Fearvana, has already agreed to come and be a speaker in Adventures with Ominous. I'll keep you all posted with that. And we may be able to get Barbara onto a call here as a guest speaker, too, um, once her book is out. So I'll keep you all posted on that over the next couple of months. But this month, we're going to focus on coming up with new aspects of our story. And for the next few days, I'm going to focus it specifically on financial posts and stuff in the Facebook group, and I hope you all will too. So any closing thoughts or comments? Anything in chat too? Go back in. Are you all excited about coming up with a new story? My screen's refreshing. I just want to make sure there's no comments that I missed in chat. Part of my new story is going to be my new laptop. Oh, I love this little guy. Okay. It's still refreshing. Is there anybody who's on the call who's also in chat? Is there any, are there any comments in there?
Okay. Well, I will go back into chat as soon as this refreshes and takes a look. And I guess we will call that a wrap unless anybody has anything else to share. Okay, thank you all for joining me and uh, work on your financial stories. Post in Facebook and I will also send out an email and post about future calls. So thank you for everyone who's able to join live and for all of you who are listening to the recording. I hope you also log into Facebook and share your stories with us. All right, thanks for joining everyone. Have a good day. Thank you, Amina. You're welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.